am Leslie Ludi, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. This week, we're going to be building on the theme from our last episode, which is what women really need today. And we looked at a couple of misconceptions of how to really reach the hearts of today's Christian women and what is the biblical truth that they really need. So much material that is geared for Christian women today, whether it's books or events or music or retreats, is centered around misconceptions about what women really need. And since we have our 10th annual Set Apart Conference coming up this June, it's really been on my mind to look at the core truths that women really need to be set free from the things that hold them back from living the life that God has called them to live. And every year at our conference, we really have that same underlying foundational message of living a Christ-centered life, even though the theme for that year and the application is different every single year. And this year's conference will be June 7th and 8th, 2019 in Windsor, Colorado at our beautiful Ellerslie campus. So I'd love to have you there. Or you can register for a simulcast and you can stream the conference anytime throughout 2019. But our theme for this year is unashamed, standing boldly with Jesus for such a time as this. And I'm very, very excited to just encourage you in the truths that have most helped me learn how to live out the set-apart life God has called me to live in the generation that we're living in today because it certainly isn't a generation that applauds set-apart living. Let's look at a couple more misconceptions about what women really need, the messages that are really going to reach their hearts. One of the misconceptions I see a lot, especially when it comes to women's events, is that women need to let down, let loose, have fun, let their guard down, and escape from the pressures of their daily lives for a while. And you see this a lot at women's events and retreats, and even like moms groups, you know, moms of young children meet together, and it's just a kind of a time to you know, let loose. They've been working so hard, pouring out for other people. Now it's just a time to focus on me, me, me. And really, there is a part truth in the fact that women need to be refueled and they need times of refreshment. And that is really a vision that I've had for the Set Apart Conference for these past 10 years to provide spiritual refreshment and invigoration to the souls of women who might be just weary in the battle. But really, the focus on self and self-indulgence is where we get off track. And I see that happen at a lot of women's events. I've been a speaker at a lot of women's conferences over the years, and so often the whole weekend is centered around spa parties and doing nails and watching chick flicks and going to rock concerts and girl talk and everything is all about self and how we can just have fun and relax as opposed to be spiritually refreshed. And this is such an important truth and something that God really challenged me personally with quite a number of years ago because I was kind of going down that same path. I was in Christian ministry and I was exhausted and burned out and I was turning to these self-indulgent escapes to try to refresh and refuel, whether it would be a movie marathon or some other form of self-indulgence. And I realized that while that may provide me with a temporary distraction from the pressures of my life, it actually did not refresh my soul in any lasting way. And so God had to walk me through a process of showing me what it truly meant to be refreshed in him. Our culture really does speak out of two sides of its mouth because on the one hand, there is the constant pressure 
towards women to be busy, rushed, fast-paced, nonstop, overcommitted, involved in the social and economic rat race and competing for popularity online, etc. But the same culture that is pressuring us to climb those ladders and keep up with the Joneses, so to speak, or keep up with the next person's social media page also tells us that we owe it to ourselves to get away from it all and do whatever makes us happy. We're told, really, that unless we frequently indulge in the many mind escapes of our day or in a lot of me time or self-care is another phrase that you'll hear a lot, then we can't really live balanced and healthy lives. A lot of young moms fall into this trap. You have to have all this self-time every week or you won't really be a good wife and mother. And even for those of us who are engaged in Christian work, it's easy to buy into the lie that unless we have plenty of self-indulgent me time in our lives, we're going to end up burned out and exhausted. But let's look at what God's word has to say about this. When the psalmist penned those beautiful and refreshing words, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He was not referring to a movie marathon, a video game fest, or even a vacation in paradise. He was referring to an entirely different pattern for refueling and refreshment. Heaven-born, God-centered, soul-restoring rest. David the psalmist, if you think about his life, it was pretty demanding. As a young boy, he killed lions and bears, and he defeated Goliath. And as a young man, he lived in caves. He was running and hiding for his life. And then when he became king of Israel, he led troops into battle and defeated tens of thousands of his nation's enemies, not to mention being the leader of God's chosen people and making critical decisions that would affect generations to come. That's a pretty high-pressure life, if you think about it. But reading those peaceful words of Psalm 23, you would almost think that he lived an easy life of solitude and contemplation, sitting around in peaceful fields, playing his harp, gazing serenely at the heavens. I mean, who would ever guess that he was a mighty man of valor and war and that his life was in constant danger? Somehow David was able to handle the tremendous weights on his life and remain perfectly restful without entertainment and cultural props to distract him. What was his secret? Well, to put it simply, he knew how to go to the right source for rest and for comfort and for peace. He didn't settle for temporary distractions. He discovered the secret to the fullness of joy, which is dwelling in the presence of the Most High God. David understood God's pattern for refueling and rest, and he enjoyed the benefits of real restoration, refreshment, and peace. Rest is an idea that God himself came up with because after completing his amazing task of creating the earth, he rested from his work on the seventh day. He takes rest so seriously that he actually created a day of rest every week as part of the Ten Commandments. He created our bodies to need sleep every night, and even Jesus, when he walked this earth, took time to rest. So adding purposeful rest into our lives is a key way that we can honor God. But it's so important that we rest the right way. Otherwise, we're going to be settling for a counterfeit version of refueling that doesn't actually lead to peace or refreshment. Think about the life of Christ. He often needed rest and refueling during his earthly ministry. The Bible describes several occasions when he withdrew from the demands of the crowds and the intensity of his ministry. But what did he do in those times? He wasn't lounging on the beach or turning to worldly entertainment to find the rest and strength 
strength that he needed. He went to a mountain alone to pray, or he rose up early in the morning to spend time in God's presence. He carried more weight on his shoulders than any of us can ever imagine. And yet he knew the only way to gain strength for the battles he was called to fight was to spend time alone with God. So as busy women, we so often find ourselves in need of perspective and restoration and strength. It's very tempting in those situations to turn to things that really have no eternal value, but will just provide a temporary distraction. And that's what you'll see in a lot of Christian books and a lot of events for women. But when we take time to refresh and refuel, it needs to flow from a motive of being made even stronger and more equipped to serve Jesus Christ, not just to escape from the responsibilities of serving and godly living. We often see that, you know, I just need to escape. I just need to get away from my family, from my husband, from my kids, whatever. But escape really shouldn't be the goal. We we can take time away, but it's not to escape. It's to be made stronger for what God has called us to. Now, of course, there's nothing wrong with doing practical things in order to recharge and refuel. I love taking long walks or spending an hour journaling outside in God's creation, going on hikes, having an encouraging talk with a trusted friend, or spending purposeful time with my family, all of those things really help me gain clear perspective and feel refreshed. But it's so important as women that we don't give in to the voice that says, you deserve some self-indulgence right now. Forget about everyone else. Put your spiritual life on hold and take time for you. I've actually learned in my own life that the best me time is actually not me time at all, but God time. And we've talked about that in other podcasts, but it's so worth repeating because it's a message that we can easily forget. Prayer, journaling, worship, reading Christian biographies, all of these things produce lasting refreshment to my soul rather than just spending an hour in front of a movie or on social media. There is really no area of our life that should be our area. I'm going to unplug spiritually so I can just go focus on myself. Every area of our life should be exclusively God's. So next time you feel like you're in need of some me time or some self time, take a moment to consider what is really going to refresh you. Run to the feet of Jesus instead of to the comforts of this world. You'll catch a glimpse of what that Chinese pastor that I've talked about so many times where he was thrown into solitary confinement, everything else was stripped away, and yet it was the best year of his life because Jesus truly showed himself as his all in all, the God of all comfort. And that is a message that women today truly need to hear. Another misconception is this. Women need deep, honest, ongoing relationships with other women in order to process their struggles. This is a really trendy message today that you'll see a lot on social media. It's a message that's floating around in a lot of churches, sort of like women have these needs for really deep relationships with other women that they can just go to and be real with and be honest with and process with, etc. And while it's true that we do need fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ, and it can be so refreshing to have sisters in the Lord that point us to Jesus Christ, it's a very fine line between starting to become dependent on another person rather than on Jesus Christ if we don't handle this area properly. I've used this quote before on this podcast, but I think it's really worth looking at again because it's so powerful. Amy Carmichael wrote, if I slip into the place that can be filled by Christ alone, making myself the first necessity to a soul instead of leading it to fasten on him, then I know nothing of Calvary love. 
what a powerful and convicting statement, both for someone who's trying to be a good friend and reach out to other women and as a woman who's thinking, oh, I just have to have another woman to pour out my soul to. And a lot of women fall into the trap of feeling discontent and frustrated, sort of like they've been robbed of something if they don't have all of these deep, close friendships with other women. But I have read so many biographies that have shown me that you can actually be completely satisfied in Christ, even if you don't have a lot of other like-minded women around you at all times. There are biographies about women missionaries who went to very remote parts of the world in order to spread the gospel, and they were very isolated, and yet they were so fulfilled in their relationship with Jesus Christ and being in the center of his will. Other biographies talk about women who were in prison for long stretches of time, and they didn't have anyone else to turn to besides Jesus. So we have to be careful not to fall into this idea that unless we have all these deep friendships with other women, we can't truly overcome our struggles or process our feelings and our emotions. Really, God says, pour out your heart to me. We often think, I need to pour out my heart to someone else, but God says, make me your first turn. And it's not wrong to share and process with other women, but that needs to be an accent to our relationship with Jesus Christ, not a replacement for it. God is the God of all comfort. And we need to be careful that we don't rob women of the opportunity to discover him as their God of all comfort or as their all in all by standing in the way and saying, come to me instead of to him. The best investment you can ever make in another person's life is leading them into an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. If you are seeking to be a good friend or you're seeking to reach other women with truth, it's easy to become overwhelmed by the many problems and sins and struggles that they may have, but often the solution is more simple than we realize. When we develop a daily personal intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, we have the power to become victorious in every area of our life. When Jesus becomes the foundation of our existence, we won't need to constantly process every struggle and every issue in our life with another woman because we're going to be running to the feet of Jesus, pouring out our heart to him, and receiving the true soul-level comfort that only he can bring. One of the things that I think leads to this mentality, I have to have all these other women in my life that can disciple me and mentor me and be there for me so I can process everything, is because a lot of women haven't been taught really how to build an intimate daily relationship with Christ. A lot of women know a lot about him, but they don't really know him. And so if that is your situation, or if you're ministering to a woman who has that weakness in her life... Here are a couple things I want to encourage you with. First of all, an intimate relationship with Christ requires time. In our fast-paced world, we often think we can just, you know, have our quick little devotion in the morning and not think about Christ for the whole rest of the day and somehow maintain a relationship with him. But I love what A.W. Tozer wrote, the man, or it could be the woman, who would know God must give time to him. We can't really know Christ when we're just attempting to fit him into our lives. We have to learn how to build our lives around him. And that's the only way we can truly walk with him in the personal, intimate way that he desires. So if you are walking closely with Jesus Christ, you can share with other women what that looks like for you on a daily basis. What do you say no to on a daily basis in order to say yes to time in his presence? And if you are seeking a deeper relationship with Christ, ask yourself what you can say no to in your life in order to say yes to spending time in his presence. Another key point to understand is that an intimate relationship with Christ 
means seeking him with an undivided and undistracted heart. As it says in Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. It's very easy to seek him with a distracted heart. It could be the distraction of a romantic relationship or popularity or something going on in family or work or even just the noise of social media. But when we seek him with all our heart, we will really find him. If you have learned or maybe are learning how to pursue him with an undivided heart, you can share that with other women and it can really encourage them that they don't always have to have a social media page or another person sitting across the table at a coffee shop in order to process their deepest thoughts. They can actually take those cares to the feet of Jesus. The the Bible says to cast all our care on him because he cares for us and they need to understand that he wants to be the God of all comfort in their life. So whether you need to be stronger in encouraging other women to run to the feet of Jesus, or you yourself need to learn how to stand on your own two feet and develop your own relationship with Jesus Christ, this is an important truth that will transform your spiritual life when you learn how to take your cares to him. Now, again, it's not wrong to be encouraged from other women or share things with them or gain counsel even from them, but let that be only an accent or an enhancement to the much more important relationship that you share with Jesus Christ. So these are some core messages that today's women really need. So whether these are messages you should be sharing with the women in your life or messages that you yourself need to hear, I hope that has been an encouragement for you. I'm very excited about our upcoming Set Apart Conference, June 7th and 8th, 2019 in Windsor, Colorado. We're going to be talking about some of these truths as well as really looking at the theme of being unashamed and standing boldly with Jesus Christ for such a time as this. In two of the sessions that that I'm really excited about sharing. One is exchanging self-pity for spiritual fortitude. And that goes along with what we've been talking about today. So often we want to hear a coddling message, a poor you message. Oh, oh, you poor thing. You've gone through so many difficult things. You just need to nurse your wounds. But it is so invigorating to realize that God wants to make us strong in order that we can be poured out for others. And there's a really exciting principle of spiritual fortitude fortitude that he wants to infuse us with to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might and to walk victoriously and to live lives that really impact this world for eternity. And that is a really exciting call to respond to. We're going to be talking about how to go from maybe that self-pity mindset into a truly spiritually athletic mindset in saying yes to that calling to live a poured out life. Another session we're going to be talking about is living lives worthy of the calling that we've received. We're so often afraid to pursue a set apart life because we're afraid we're going to become legalistic or that holiness and righteousness, these words are not popular in the church anymore, therefore they must be bad. We're going to talk about the amazing beauty that comes when we live a life worthy of the calling that we've received, not out of rules or legalism, but out of an amazing love relationship with Jesus Christ and how to allow him to do that work in us, to live lives that we could never live in our own strength by his power. So again, I hope you can join us June 7th and 8th in Colorado or sign up for a simulcast and you can stream the conference anytime in 2019. But there is a deadline to register, so please visit us at setapartgirl.com to learn more. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.